Welcome to Spread the Wealth, Episode 1, a Vault Sports podcast, keeping you guys up to date in the sports betting world. I'm Jake, along with Bender. Uh, I'm a co-founder of Vault, a bet tracker that's going to make you a smarter, more educated, and hopefully more successful sports better. What's going on, Jake? Thanks for having me. Excited to start doing this. Um, if you guys want to link your sports books, track your bets, uh, become a better better, uh, go track your bets on vaultsportshq.com. All right, we will start with some college football week zero, week one recap, kind of talk about what's going on. Um, I watched that Penn State-Wisconsin game over the weekend. I mean, horrible game. Just not not fun to watch at all. Um, but do you think Penn State's legit, or is Wisconsin the Wisconsin they always are? Well, first of all, I thought that was a great game to watch. That was the game... <laughs> I was watching all morning. <laughs> Big Ten uh, football. I think it was, what, 0-0 going into half or 7-7, seven yeah. seven, something yeah. like that. <laughs> I thought it was a good game. I love defensive games like that. It was a classic Big Ten football game. Um, I think it's still too early to tell. If I think, I think Penn State's legit, but I don't think we can say Wisconsin's offense is already done after one week or really one full year of real college football. Yeah, so. yeah. I just, I mean, they probably can't make the college football playoff anymore. Wisconsin, they're they're most likely, they'd have to beat Ohio State in the Big Ten championship, and they'd have, have to win out, get some help yeah. from from somewhere else. Um, Penn State, I just, they just didn't seem good enough offensively to to keep up with Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's the same story every year. There's one team that's always really close, and Ohio State. I mean, everyone knows deep down they're just gonna win by twenty or thirty. Yeah, yeah, and even even and the game December against Minnesota, game in Indy. Yeah, yeah, but even against Minnesota, whose defense you know is average, probably at best, they put up what forty something points, and they gave up a decent amount. So like they can get scored on, but they're just gonna outscore everybody. Yeah, I mean they proved it. Yeah, like you said, against Minnesota, they, all it took was two or three plays, literally. Every touchdown were, was like 70 yards, every single one. <laughs> yeah. The Minnesota defense was suspect, but it looked a little better. I will give yeah. them that. Yeah. Um, Big Ten, other than that, was, was pretty um, – not too much went on other than the Iowa-Indiana game, which I was on the right side of that. I, I had Iowa – um, and they just destroyed Indiana. Like, that was, what was it, 30-something to three was final, I think? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get into that game later. You know, I got that whole thing on Iowa, but yeah, I actually had Michael Penix, Indiana's quarterback, as one of my long-shot underdogs to win the Heisman. I think that just died within a <laughs> quarter a tough, of tough the, week the first one. quarter of the season. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that one later. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, in the other conferences, so Clemson loses to Georgia. You probably, again, I guess, loved that game because not much offense. I actually did not watch that game, Ooh. surprisingly. Um, I had a, had a weird feeling that it was not going to be worth watching, honestly, and <laughs> I, right. I was right. Yeah, um, I think it probably 
even though it was similar to the Penn State Wisconsin, I think this one probably said more about the defenses of Clemson and Georgia. Like I think their defenses are just so good that the offenses just couldn't score. I think Penn State Wisconsin, we aren't sure if it was bad offense or good defense, but Clemson and Georgia, like Georgia's offense is gonna be good against other teams. Like JT Daniels is good. Clemson's offense is gonna be good against other teams. But they both just like could not score. I agree. I mean I think Clemson's fine. Like I mean if you look at the rest of their schedule, like it's hard yeah, to see how they do not do you think they're going go on to play off now? Yeah. I mean if you look at the rankings right now there's three SEC teams that are ranked ahead of them. You can't imagine all three are gonna make it. Albeit we've seen two yeah. make it from before from the SEC before. Well no, but, yeah, it won't be three SEC, but if it's two no. If it's Alabama, Georgia, which seems to be always how it is, and then Ohio State, and then the fourth, Over. like if, if yeah. someone in, if, I mean, I don't see this happening, but if Oregon somehow beats Ohio State this week, or if UCLA goes undefeated, or like any undefeated Power Five is going to make the playoffs, so Clemson's going to be out if that happens. I don't think so, though. I mean, you have to. I mean, they just took a loss to a top five team, and you look at the rest of their schedule. Like, I don't. I don't see where there's a loss. No, I don't either. Whatsoever. So they'll have one loss. But you think like if a if an undefeated UCLA with basically their only wins, good wins, being against US or USC or Oregon for that matter, their only good wins are going to be against each other. So like any Pac-12 team, their good wins are going to be against USC, UCLA, and Oregon. They've got to get in over Clemson. I don't think so. We've seen how the committee does things in the past. I don't Uh, know. But, yeah, with, like, an undefeated uh, UCF or something where they don't have Power 5. But I think it would be really – there would be anarchy if if they turned away an undefeated Power 5 to let Clemson in. There definitely would be. Um, It'd be fun. I actually – it would be fun, but I don't think we're going to get to a point where that will even no, be No, I don't issue. think so, but actually thinking about it, I would love that to happen because then I think it would force them I think, to expand. I, I, I think Clemson's biggest worry should be Cincinnati. Yeah. If they go undefeated there, I think they should they're, jump close. They're one of the better, like, they're probably better than any of those Pac-12 teams. It's just whether they have the strength of schedule. Yep. Yeah, Cincinnati's, they, they've got... They've got Indiana next week. Yeah, that's but now one. it's like that's – it's kind of, you know, in March Madness they talk about, like, strength of schedule and, like, good wins, bad losses. Like, at the beginning of the season, a, a win might seem like a good win, but then by the end you're like, oh, that team actually ended up not being good, so it's a bad win. So for them, they got to hope Indiana turns it around and has a decent season so that, that if they beat them, hopefully it seems like a, you know, like a good win. Yeah, and I think – I think Indiana will turn it around. I mean, two, I mean, the defense didn't even play bad. I mean, no. Iowa's defense had two pick sixes. Yeah, yeah. So, I, no, I agree. I think Cincinnati would be awesome to get into the playoff. I think it would be good for college football to have, one, a different team, but also a non-power five because we've never seen it before. And, like, if they can prove that they're good, then – 
like in the future. I think it, it's good for expansion. I'm I'm for expanding the playoff. I don't know what right. you're, what you're. I think, is, but and I think that's what the fans, college football fans in general, want. They want a team like Cincinnati or just someone that is a one-year wonder to make the playoff and just see what happens because it has been so consistent. And I think yeah. that's why there obviously is a push to expand the playoff. Yeah, and I think I, – I don't know why they haven't. It really doesn't make sense to me to, to – like, even just to go to six so that you get one team from each conference and then one, you know, at large or eight and you go three at large bids, it just doesn't make sense to have four. Like, I know it's because, like, they don't want them to play that many games and all that, but the NCAA is a money machine, so they should want a bigger playoff because all it's going to lead to is more money. Like, I don't I – don't yeah. Yeah, I think it's more of just a logistical thing. You think about it like you would have to maybe shorten the, this whole season by a week or you're going to have to add more bowl games now because there's going to be more playoff games. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they'll figure it out, though, and I think we'll definitely see an expansion. I just think, like, how cool would a – like, if you have an eight-team playoff and you have, like, Alabama against the Cincinnati from this year, like, that could end up being a great game. And then in other years, maybe in Alabama versus the eighth-ranked team might not be great. They might kill them. But in a good year, the eighth-ranked team can easily contend with, you know, the top the top teams. It just depends on, on what it is. No, I don't, I don't know about Cincinnati beating Alabama. But. No, not beating them, but, like, it could be a good game. I think I think a lot of the – and then, to you know, you'd have a second-ranked team versus the seventh. So you have, like, Notre Dame ranked seventh going up against, you know, Ohio State or, or Georgia or something like I just think there's so many good matchups that we never get to see because of right. conferences. And that I think we could that's see. why it needs to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, just Alabama for a second. People thought they were going to have a down year this year. They're like, oh, Bryce Young might not be, you know, might not be ready, whatever it is. What, what are we doing? Like, it's the same thing every year. So it, I was going to say, it's the same thing every year, except for that year in 2019 when they – whether they number nine or something, they didn't even make yeah. the playoffs. They didn't win the SEC. Two losses. But other than that, I mean, it's the same thing every year. They're going to get all the recruits. And Next it's, topic. It's happened, like, I don't know. I feel like 10 years ago or so when they were still really dominant, it was mostly defense and run game. And, like, Saban's almost completely – I mean, he still runs the ball, but their offense is just, like, so high-powered now these last – five years or so like they're just unstoppable on offense yeah i i don't know did you catch any of the game against miami uh, i, didn't I mean a that. little bit i was i thought miami were frauds i, I didn't think they're legit yeah. like they have it's one, a, they have is one it, play is it not the same thing with miami every year too yeah yeah <laughs> like, literally it's just the name i swear for the past five that. years i don't <laughs> know i don't get it yeah same yeah. thing with texas true texas had a good win but I mean, who knows if if Louisiana is actually decent? But they were they won a game they were supposed to, and they did their job. Yeah, exactly. I think Texas should win every game other than Oklahoma and maybe Iowa State. Um, My Cyclones. Yeah, but all right. Yeah, so week one picks that you had. So we both had UCLA. Um, I thought very similar to Miami and Texas. Why is LSU ranked? There was no reason LSU should have been ranked. They had a horrible year last year. And just because they won a national championship two years ago, they're 
and their name is LSU, that like for some reason they were ranked and favored in that game after UCLA had basically dominated. Who, who was it that they played week zero? Hawaii. Hawaii. They did. Yeah. They did it. They're supposed to do. Yeah, and it was like for me, what I saw from it was that their their run, like their run offense against Hawaii, was what made me very confident going into the LSU because like Charbonnet, who won, I didn't know he was going to UCLA. I didn't know he transferred, but. He had, I think, in that game against Hawaii, he had, like, six carries for, like, 100-and-something yards and three touchdowns. Like, it, and LSU, yeah. the last couple of years, has no defense. So, for me, going into it, I took the money line, and then I also did a alternate spread of, I think they were plus one-and-a-half or something, I think the line was. Okay. Um, and then I did an alternate spread, and I did UCLA minus six-and-a-half, and it was basically plus 200 odds. And that hit Dang, barely. That's easily. pretty good. Yeah, it was, was pretty nice. Sometimes you just see it, and, and it works. I don't know. Yeah, I will say, I don't know if I remember if we talked about it, but I told people I was on the UCLA money line, and honestly, Kirk Herbstreit put me on to UCLA this season. You know, I was watching game day in week zero, and he was talking about some dark horse teams, and he was saying UCLA, and he really likes their quarterback, and he, he kind of sold me on them, so that's why I took them against LSU. Um, had them in a parlay with Cincinnati minus 22, and then I also had Maryland um, upsetting West Virginia. So I hit that little three-team three, three team parlay, and, you know, it was a pretty good start to the season for me. And you had Wisco minus five and a half. Yes, well. I also had Wisconsin minus five and a half. Um, not too upset about that one, though. That was just... That's just a good game to watch. I yeah. can't even be upset. Yeah. So. I had them. I I really thought Wisconsin was gonna was gonna destroy Penn State. I like Sean Clifford has. I feel like he's been at Penn State forever. Right. He's been he's, there forever. It feels like he's like never. He's he's average. Like he's not gonna win you games. He might lose you some games. But like he's, we know what he is, and I just didn't see. A situation where like they could score a lot which I was right I just didn't think that Penn State's defense was going to be good enough to stop Wisconsin but Wisconsin's offense just isn't good at least in against them right yeah that five and a half was every throw that Grammer threw like one it was off of his back foot every single throw and they just he just didn't look confident like every throw it was like I don't know you know, he, he like, wasn't right. sure about it. Yeah. And, you know, so, it's funny because the whole pregame there, on the Fox pregame, they were talking him up and doing this whole show. And I think he's a good quarterback. But, yeah, it's just funny how he did not look very confident at all against that defense. But. And, like, even everything he was saying, like, yeah, they did that little the little piece on him on Fox before the game. And he's like this. He's not cocky, I would say. He's like a – he carries himself no, well. But he's, he but does he's carry a confident – He's a confident kid, and so to see him out there, like, he had a really good season last season, and to just come out of your first game and just seem like you were, like, a little scared was just, I, I didn't foresee that. Right. First game back, two in a full crowd, too. Um, yeah, I don't know, had he had he ever played in, in front of fans before? Um, You know, I don't think so, because I think he did take the he job from Cohen, from Cone and Jack then, Cohen, and... Now he's the starter this year. year. I think he took over late last year, really, was when he started starting. Yeah, so he, okay, so that, yeah, 
just got to think about that. That's on me. Or it's on us for both not thinking about the fact that we <laughs> played in front of 100,000 people before, however many they. We should have known Penn State. We should have known. I mean, Penn State kind of is, their defense was better than we thought. But offensively, like, it was basically what I thought it was. I think the more shocking part about that, I thought Wisconsin was going to be able to score. I thought, like, now they have a good quarterback because, like, their last two are, what, Hornybrook, who sucked, and then Cone, who's, I mean, he played well the other night for Notre Dame, but not a great quarterback. And, like, Mertz is supposed to be this, like, the highest-rated highest rated recruit that, that... In Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah, and he might just be another one. Just well, they play each other next weekend. I definitely will be watching that one. Notre Dame and... Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin? I, I believe the game's in Chicago, too. If Wisconsin is not able to score against a Notre Dame defense that gave up like 30-something to Florida State, then we're going to be in for a problem. Yeah, I think we'll we'll address that if that happens. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm probably going to take Notre Dame, though, but we'll get to that. I haven't, I haven't looked too much at, um, at the college picks this week, but actually moving on to that, um, you said that's in two weeks, though, right? Cause yeah, that's play, that's not yeah. for another two weeks. So. Okay. Um, yeah, go through. Let's go through our picks for this this upcoming week. Um, I know that coastal game is what Friday. I yes, think, Friday night against Saturday. Kansas. Okay. Yeah. Go through um, your your plays for this week for college. Well, so I got that coastal game. I believe they're minus twenty five right now. Over Kansas, you know, Kansas just beat, um, who was it, South Dakota. Barely. Yeah, and that was yeah their by, first... and they, didn't they storm the field? <laughs> yeah, the, the students stormed the field. It was their first win in two years. Um, you know, I guess, I mean, hey, good for them. But um, taking Coastal Carolina, I think that one's too easy. Coastal's going to win by 30, 35. I don't know. Yeah, I also feel what like Coastal's thinking? one of those one of those teams. I have that um I think in a parlay as well, but it's they're one of those teams that like I feel like they're not gonna let off the gas. Like they just their culture, like the whole vibe of their of Coastal is like we're gonna stomp on your throat and like you were just right. never gonna let up and I just if they're gonna win, it's gonna be by a lot. Right. And I, I believe the game is in Myrtle Beach. I believe it's at Coastal. Um, I think, I think so because Kansas was at home last week. Yes, and I, you know, I mean, this is still. A big and Coastal game for was Coastal, on the road like, last week, so I would guess that it's that it's in, right. Yeah, and on you know, that, Kansas on that blue is, turf. Yes, the blue turf. Um, <laughs> that'll be on a Friday night. That'll it's gonna be stadium's gonna be rocking. Today. Yeah, it's on ESPN too. Um, you know, Kansas is still a Power Five school, even though their football program. May not look like it, but I mean, this is still a big deal to Coastal. Yeah, it's a home game. Fans are back. They're finally good in front of their own fans. Um, I, yeah, because that was their best lot. year, and like last season was their best season in uh, such a long time, and it wasn't in front yeah. of fans. So. And the fans weren't even there to experience, but now they are, and I think it'll make a difference for sure. Yeah. All right. What else you got? I've also got I've got the Gophers. <laughs> Against Miami, Ohio, um, I locked this in at nineteen and a half, but I guess I looked today and 
friend told me it's already dropped to 18. It dropped? Not sure oh, why it's, wow. So not sure why it's dropping. Um, maybe Vegas is scared about the running back situation for the Gophers, but I think Trey Potts is going to fill in just nice. I mean, that helped. they have And Miami of Ohio fields. got... It was Cincinnati, right? They lost to Cincinnati by like... Yes, yes. I'm already 1-0 against Miami, Ohio. So <laughs> Maybe that can be we're, a We're looking like a 2-0. Yeah, it could be a series. series betting against Miami, Ohio. <laughs> we'll see how perfect we can go. But, I mean, who knows? Like, it's hard when you play a great team week one, and that's... I actually have a trend of my picks that we'll go through. Um, when you play a great team week one, you just aren't sure if the team's that bad or if the team they played is that good. So maybe Miami of Ohio is decent. But Cincinnati right. is so good that we just don't know. So that's I what love, I think. I don't love the pick because I'm not super confident, especially in Minnesota's defense giving up whatever. Every touchdown, I literally, I'm not exaggerating. I think every touchdown they gave up was more than 40 something yards. Um, so yeah. it just makes me a little afraid that, like, yeah, Ohio they State has the best the, athletes, but they play. But like, if they can score those long touchdowns, every team has athletes. Every team has guys that can go off for a 70-yard touchdown. So, like, I'm a little afraid defensively. I think offense, they'll be fine. I think they'll score points. But defensively, I was just a little scared. You know, another reason I think it might be dropping is just you think about during the Fleck era, like, a bunch, they've played down to their competition to a bunch of these teams before. I mean, you think about it when 2019, when they had that spectacular run, like, they should have lost to Georgia Southern. They should have lost to Fresno State. I mean, yeah, there was another they, one. They, was they, they, one they too, easily yeah. could have been unranked that year if they had lost to both those schools. Yeah, easily. Yeah. So that's kind of so, why I I don't love the pick. Um, probably gonna stay away from from like those. I can't blame you. Those mid tier teams that like are favored by so much. I just don't. I don't love those because it's early and you just don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna go at this point. I agree. Um, and then the last pick I've really got for this week is Buffalo to win straight up versus Nebraska. I got them at plus four four fifteen right now. I was looking at that. Um, does Buffalo still have that running back? No, he he's in the league now. Okay. But um, okay. I don't know. I just been. Watching Nebraska a little bit, even week zero, I watched them and then followed that game against Fordham last week. Fordham was in that game for a little bit. I was and Buffalo. I was thinking, I'm like, is this actually better, gonna happen? Far better. Than and Buffalo's Buffalo. far better school than Fordham, obviously. Um, I don't know. I just think it's uh, I like Nebraska that. probably will win, but you know, I think that's a pretty good value. I think it's going to be a real close game. I'd Nebraska, be interested to look that at program the first is. Half. In a down spiral. Yeah, I think. I mean, if they lose to Buffalo, if you're right, he's fired, um, right? Even Cross yeah, is, no. Cross is gone. Oh, there's. I know they have <laughs> a huge not buyout. I like. He has like a. I think it's over ten million dollar buyout. But like, if he's losing to Buffalo, then you got to fire him. Yes. There's just nothing. I think Nebraska is the worst Big Ten team, honestly. But um, I just think it's good value. But like you said, I'd first be, half. I'd be interested to look at first half because, like, I think if Nebraska does win, maybe they like barely squeak it out in the end. So right, fourth quarter kind of thing. Yeah, so I think maybe first half I might look at is probably around plus two hundred if they're plus four hundred for the game. So right, they'll probably be plus two hundred. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to look at that. Maybe sprinkle it a little bit. Um, that's it's not a bad option. My picks, so my trend that I have for this week when I was looking at the card, 
teams that played what I think are really good defenses last week and now are playing really bad teams and they're favored by a lot, I think they're going to be so frustrated from last week that they're just going to score a ton of points this week and just beat up on the, the, the bad competition that they're playing. So I have Wisconsin minus 26 against Eastern Michigan. Wisconsin scored, I think, what, 10 points last week, whatever it was. Yeah, um, 10. Graham Mertz is going to be able to throw touchdowns against against Eastern Michigan. I think Eastern Michigan will not be able to score a point against Wisconsin. Um, so I see the final score is like 41-7 to seven or something like that. Um, so I think Wisconsin minus 26. Penn State on the other side of that game also struggled to score. Um, they play Ball State. They're favored by 22 and a half. And I just think that's an easy easy pick. Like Penn State, again, struggled to score against Wisconsin. They're going to be able to score against Ball State. So it's just how – and if their defense is truly that good, Ball State is also not going to be able to score. Um, I have Georgia minus 24 and a half against UAB. Didn't UAB like not have a football program or something as of a yeah, couple years ago? Yeah, was like four or five years ago, and then I don't know the whole story, but then they came back. They only missed really one, two seasons. Yeah, yeah. But now they're back, and I'm pretty sure they won a bowl game this past year. Yeah, too. they they're not bad by any. They're not bad, but, but um, Georgia minus you know, twenty four. Still and a half. Georgia. I think again, JT Daniels is a really good quarterback. Played a really good defense last week. Now he's going to be able to rack up all the yards. Then I also have USC minus 17 against Stanford. I don't love USC this year. I'm just so down on Stanford. Stanford played Kansas State last week. You know, it's, it's funny week. how, yes, and they they, they looked awful. Jackson, awful. Jack West, their quarterback, threw, I think, three interceptions. Well, they're, they're also doing now stupid benched. thing. They're, yeah, they're doing the stupid thing that college teams do where, like, they don't name a starter, and so they play two quarterbacks, and then – Neither of them get in a rhythm, and so it's just like, oh, this guy played last series, and he played bad, so let's go to the other guy, and he plays bad, and then you go back, and you're just like flip-flopping, and it does not work. Yeah, I've never been a fan of that. I don't know. I think the time for David Shaw on the farm's running out. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, ever since McCaffrey less left, I mean, even before McCaffrey, that program was good, but I mean, ever since McCaffrey's been gone, the program has been very suspect yes it's not what we're used to used to seeing but um i don't know about that pick against usc though i mean stanford's come down to usc plenty of times before we've seen it and they've been big dogs to them many times and upset them yeah Um, like i said i'm not high on usc i just am low on stanford i think like kansas state's Um, a decent program and they're always like right around the same level like they're maybe ranked 20 25 30 um so, like, they should have beat Stanford, but they beat them handily. And I think USC has has weapons and has a good quarterback. So, I just think 17's a fairly small number. Like, I think they win by three touchdowns. So, hopefully that yeah, one hits. I, but but it, that's the trend of mine is just these teams that just aren't good picking against them. Yeah, honestly, I might have to ride with you on this Wisconsin game. Um, yeah, like Eastern um, Michigan – I feel like you got a good point there, Eastern Michigan. Is I'm guessing it's in Madison, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, how are they going to score? How how are they going to score? Yeah, I'll <laughs> wait to see if that's going to drop. If I can get at 24 somehow, it's only three possessions. Um, 
but yeah, I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to our national championship odds as of yesterday, I think. Um, Wisconsin's out of that race, so Penn State's in there, but the favorites, obviously, right now, Alabama plus 220, Georgia plus 425, Ohio State plus 550. Weird to me, I guess you're on this side of it. I'm on the other side. Clemson plus 700. I just don't think Clemson has a chance to make the play the playoff anymore, but they're at plus 700. Oklahoma plus 800. I also would not touch that. Oklahoma. I mean, it happens every year. They they score a ton of points and they give up a ton of points and that's just not a recipe yeah. for a national that's, championship. That's the Big Twelve. Yep, and they almost lost to Tulane. If they're almost losing to Tulane in Oklahoma, yes. if their their kicker saved them, yeah, and I think so, dude had three fifty plus yarders to save. So like they're the Sooners. I don't love Texas this year, but like I like Texas more than I like Oklahoma. Um, Texas A&M at plus 3,000 is an interesting play. Um, obviously, it's going to come down to their game with Bama. But right. if they even keep that close, they could stay in the conversation of the playoff if they go undefeated otherwise. Um, and that's actually a situation where you might have a three-team, a three-SEC team, <laughs> because if A&M's that good and only loses to Bama, let's say, by like a touchdown – and then Bama goes undefeated to the SEC championship, and Georgia goes undefeated to the SEC championship. What do you, like, I don't know what you do. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I just can't, can't see they, any situation no. where they're going to let three teams from so I think the A&M same conference. So I think A&M would get the boot, which would suck if their only loss is yes. to Alabama by, like, seven. But I think um, the committee's definitely going to value the – a team getting to the championship game, yeah, yeah. winning um, the division. So they're at plus three thousand. Penn State at plus four thousand. I don't love it. Um, it's good value if they're able to beat Ohio State because they're not going to lose to anybody else in the in the Big Ten. But um, I yeah, I just don't think they're they're great. Notre Dame at plus five thousand would have looked good if they had beat Florida State easily, but. Again, if they're giving up that many points to Florida State, like their staple is their defense in the past, and if they can't stop Florida State, I don't, I don't know who they're going to stop. I mean, it's the same narrative Notre Dame every year. They'll sneak in the playoffs maybe, but I mean, you know, they're going to lose to Alabama that yep. first game. Yeah, they just don't have. We've it. seen it every year. Um, Florida is at plus five thousand. I can't say I know much about Florida this year. Um, Neither do I, honestly. But they just they can't be as good as those other SEC teams, like, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't say because I don't know much. But one would think, yeah, is the next quarterback not there? there. Kyle Trask is he's not there anymore. Kyle Trask, he's on the Buccaneers. He's Brady's backup tonight. Okay, so So, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe he'll get some action tonight. Yeah, he might. I I haven't touched that one yet. I hope he doesn't get action because no. I think I have the over. <laughs> I'm not touching the spread yeah. of that because who knows with the Cowboys. Like if Zeke is back, I'm we'll still deciding what to do. But yeah. other national championship odds that I like from this, um, I know you like Iowa State at plus 6,600. Um, yes, tremendous value. You heard I it think, here first. I think my two favorites from this list, I do like Cincinnati. I don't know if they would be able to beat 
they're at plus 10,000, which is only the only reason I love them there. Because they're going to yes. be ranked in the top um, 10. I mean, it's not hard to... I mean, it's not a crazy thing to say they're going to go undefeated and be the four seed. Yeah. I don't think that's crazy to say. I mean, if you get them at plus 10,000 just for... And all they got to do is win two more games, albeit it's going to be against Alabama, but... I think that's pretty good value yeah. right there. Yeah. And so those other – I actually like so many of the bigger underdogs for this one specifically rather than like the A&Ms and the Oklahomas and Penn States. Michigan at plus 8,000, UCLA at plus 8,000, and even Iowa at plus 10,000. Yes. I haven't looked. Does Iowa play Ohio State in Iowa or at Ohio State? It's, uh, it's actually in Iowa. I was looking at that the other day. So then so Iowa it's in Iowa be, City. I might put a put a little something on Iowa. We've seen them. We've seen the Hawkeyes do it before, especially at home. If they're at Ohio State, State, I would never even think about it. But they could beat Ohio State if it's in Iowa. And after that, I mean, they would probably have to play them again in the championship. Right. They'll see them again. So that would be tough. But yeah. I think they're really good value at plus ten thousand. And then UCLA. I would say. This is a little side note. I would say whoever, like, your personal choice is to win that Big Ten West, I would say just throw some money on that. I mean, they beat Ohio State somehow in the championship game. I mean, they got there for a reason already. Like, they're yeah. probably going to make the playoff. Um, yeah, that's true. It's, I mean, now it's basically – it's either Wisconsin or Iowa. But And I guess, yeah, if Wisconsin's only loss is to Penn, Penn State, State who's now and then they 10. beat Ohio State in the – in the Big Ten Championship, then they would yeah. they'd get in for sure. Um, Definitely. I just don't. In this, in these last five years or so. The oh no, I agree with you. I don't see a point in doing it. But I'm just saying, if someone out there has, oh, yeah. a yeah. deep desire to, I would say do it. <laughs> and then Michigan, Michigan and UCLA both at plus eight thousand. UCLA, UCLA, I like a lot more. I think. I'm loving that UCLA pick. I think they're gonna win the Pac-12. Um, yeah, if they're the undefeated in winning the Pac-12, then they're going to get in. And once they're in, you know, like you said, anything can happen. Um, I right. think they're better than Oregon. I think Oregon, I haven't seen an update on um, that defensive end, Thibodeau. I don't, I don't know think he's playing. He's, okay, so if he's, if he's hurt long-term, that's huge for them too. Yes. Um, yeah. He's a number, number two pick. Yeah, yeah. And then USC is good. I just don't think they're as good as UCLA. Um, UCLA dual threat quarterback, and they have like three running backs that seem to be really good. And their yep. defense has their only thing in the past. Like they've been able to score points. It's been their defense that that has kind of held them back. And their defense looks like respectable, which is kind of all you need these last few years in the playoff. Is like. You don't need to have a great defense. You just need to have a good enough defense to get you the ball back. Like LSU and Alabama these last two years, their defenses were not good. Their offenses were just that much better. And so if UCLA can just have a decent to like average defense and then have a really good offense and run game, then I think they have a chance. And if they can dominate possession and like a, if they get to the playoff and, you know, can dominate time of possession, I think they can stay in those games. And so, I love them at plus 8,000. I think it's just going to keep going down because they're going to keep winning games until they play USC and Oregon. Yeah. I just pulled up their schedule right now, and they've got Fresno State. Actually, they have a bye week this week. Um, it's pretty early for a bye. Um, yeah. 
but they've got Fresno State, then they've got Stanford, Arizona State. It's at UCLA though, and then they got Zona, Washington, and the big game against Oregon. So I mean, so they should be seven and zero. They realistically could be seven to go, seven and zero, and then Oregon comes to the Rose Bowl. Oh, it's at it's at the Rose Bowl too. It's at the Rose Bowl. So I mean, Love that. I don't think it's crazy to say Fresno State's a good team, but I don't think it's crazy to say they could go seven and zero. Yeah, and if they beat Oregon, then they're eight and zero, and the only game they really have after that is USC. Yeah. So, I think it's good value because it's like like you said, it's only going to keep going down. Yeah, and then Michigan, I also just like because they've looked good, and I mean they're Michigan, so like they have the athletes and they have the talent. It's just whether they've been able to put it together, and this quarterback that they have looks decent. Um, and if they can, they've shown that they always lose to Ohio State, but at some point that has to change. I don't think it's this year, but if for some reason it does. That plus eight thousand is going to go down to like plus six hundred. So right. plus eight thousand, yeah, I think, honestly, is just good value. I honestly don't know too much about Michigan this year. Um, I know they're playing Washington Saturday. Um, how about Washington losing to was it Montana? <laughs> I think it was they ranked twentieth. Yeah, Wash. You know, Washington was one of my you know little dark horses in the Pac twelve, <laughs> and they a couple week one disappointments. Washington and Michael Penix, but um. I think Michigan will definitely win that game against yeah. Washington. It's and if they, I mean, if they can beat some decent Big Ten talent even before they play Ohio State, that plus 8,000 is going to keep going down. So I like yeah. it where it's at now before they play someone real, and then you know we'll find out if they're yeah. legit or not. Um, but we've got some picks for this uh, for this long term. I think you have you have a couple of them, right? Yeah, so I have. I've got Iowa State. I got them at 2,500. You know, it was about uh, a week before week zero. Um, obviously, they're at 6,600 right now. Um, tough, tough game against Northern Iowa. They only won 16 to 10. Um, Northern Iowa covered. Jump. Yes, Northern Iowa covered that 28 and a half point spread. Um, you know, it was a weird game. I, was, I didn't watch it, but I looked into it, read about it, and Iowa State had zero turnovers. And they only won by six. Um, That's scary. Brees Hall, their best player, could be the first running back drafted this year. He only had 69 yards on 23 carries, five for 14 on third downs. And then their defense, that was probably the only positive, was the defense had two takeaways and they got the win. But um, I don't know. That's probably the biggest game of the week, right? We're going to find out if they're if they're Iowa. Yes, so yeah, they've got Iowa. Um Let's see. I think it's it's in Ames. Um, Iowa State's favored by three and a half. The over/under is forty-six and a half. Um, Iowa's coming off that crazy win against Indiana. They had three turnovers off Penix. They had two pick sixes. But um, I don't know. I wouldn't read too much in that game. That offense struggled. Both their running backs, their number one and number two guys, they both fumbled. Um, Iowa's QB. Spencer Pentress nearly completed 48% of his passes, um, albeit it's against a good, I believe, a good Indiana defense. But that just makes me think this Saturday against Iowa State is going to be a low-scoring game. I was going to say that 46-and-a-half looks huge. With, I, with Yes. So Iowa State scored 16 points against Northern Iowa. Points. 
Yeah. I mean, um, Indiana I think score against Iowa. So, I mean, I think Iowa State's got the much better offense, but I think Iowa, Iowa's defense is better than Iowa State's. And even Iowa's offense know. isn't good because, like you said, they scored two no. touchdowns on defensive touchdowns, which isn't going to happen no. again. So they had like 30 points, but if you take those away, they basically have like 20. And so then you're looking at a team that scored 20 points last week against a team that scored 16 points last week. And they both have really good defenses and not great offenses. I know Iowa State's is supposed to be better, but I don't think it's going to get better against Iowa. I think it might get better long-term this season, but to, to come off a bad game where, like you said, Brees Hall had didn't even have 70 yards rushing, I don't know how, what mm. Purdy's stats looked like, but um, um, not going to get better against Iowa. But no. Um, so honestly, that under, that under I think I'm going to take... I think if I'm if I'm forced to bet on this game, I'm gonna take probably the points with Iowa. It's at three and a half. Um, I just think it's gonna be decided by field goal. a kick or something, yeah. Yeah. something crazy. It's gonna be a field goal game, I think. Um, it might be one of those. I think I, I think, I think Iowa State will pull it up. I think they'll pull it out. But um, it's gonna be one of those. It's not a Big Ten game, but it's gonna be like a Big Ten game. It's gonna be like right or right. those old those old Alabama LSU where it's like six to three. Yes. <laughs> Hey, Iowa State could be in the Big Ten soon. We'll see. But um, yeah, wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be shocked. But uh, you know, if Iowa State pulls this out, I mean, they're gonna go seven and zero. Yeah. Most likely, and then October's where it gets tough. They've got Texas. At, they're at home against Texas, and they got to go to Tech, and then they got to go to Oklahoma, three weeks in a row. They always um, seem to beat Oklahoma, though, don't they? Like, doesn't it feel like every year Iowa State beats Oklahoma? Or they're like close. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I don't watch a whole lot of Big Twelve, but um, I just feel I like they, just they have their number. There's just something about it. Iowa State and Oklahoma. It's like always. Well, Oklahoma. Always a good game. Oklahoma beat them last year. Yes, but I feel like um, if Oklahoma ever has a loss, it's usually Iowa State because they beat Texas most of the time. Like, right. I feel like if you went back and looked at the last like six years, Oklahoma probably only has. 10 losses or something like that, whatever it is. And I think a good handful of them are to Iowa State. Um, yeah, you could be right. But, um, yeah, I just think if they get through this game tomorrow, I'm not even going to worry about this bet yeah. until, um, yeah. excuse me, it's November, not October. November is when those matchups are. And then, so. I mean, Purdy, so we're looking at Heisman odds. Brock Purdy plus 4,000. If he can somehow go off against – Iowa this week. Mm-hmm. Then he's. Um, I mean, after last week, he's not looking good. But yeah, if, right. he can, if mean, he can ball out against Iowa, then like he's going to be in a good position. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because he already did have that bad week against Northern Iowa, and you know, yeah. to yeah. win the Heisman, you basically can't have a bad week. <laughs> Isn't that a crazy thing about college football? You have to be perfect to even near perfect to make the playoffs. Yep. And then, rightfully so, you have to be near perfect to win the Heisman. But, yeah. Um, yeah, which there's which no margin for error. Looking, yeah. It's just weird comparing looking it to other odds. leagues. Yeah, because so JT Daniels and DJ I don't want to say his name. Uyagalele. I think that was pretty good. I'm um, not sure. There so DJ the Clemson quarterback's at plus twelve hundred and JT Daniels is at plus fifteen hundred. They both had very bad games last week. Um, playing against each other and playing against really good defenses. But like you said, 
having one bad week really hurts you, especially when it's against a good team. I would argue, because it's on a bigger stage, that having a bad game against a good team is worse than having a bad game against a bad team that nobody watches. So nobody watched that Iowa State-Northern Iowa game. Even though Purdy wasn't good, yeah, they can look at the stats, but nobody really watched it. I think it could end up hurting JT Daniels and DJ is that everyone was watching that game, and they sucked. So I don't love either of them. Um, Obviously, if they make it to the playoff, either of them, you have an argument, and that's college football loves having the quarterbacks that make the playoff be the Heisman finalists. It's just what they like. It's the thing with the Heisman odds. Right now, it's going to be quarterback. Bryce Young at plus 400. I just think that's free. It's free money to me. I I don't see. I agree. Any, even if Alabama loses games, game, I don't think they'll lose multiple. Even if they lose one game, Mm -hmm. he's not going to have, like, he might throw a pick or two, but he's going to have 300 yards and three touchdowns. And, like, their offense is just built now for these quarterbacks to put up numbers. And we've seen it the last five years. You have Hurts, you have Tua, you have Mac Jones, and now you have Bryce Young. And they, yeah. I mean, Hurts won. He won the Heisman at Oklahoma, correct? No, I don't. Did I think he, he lost that. It was okay. Devontae Smith. Or no, that was last year. Two years ago. I don't know. I'm not sure. Whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever it was. Alabama yes. quarterbacks he was in now Heisman. are, after, after years of, Nobody right. even knowing who the Alabama quarterback was because it didn't matter. Right. It was always now, some guy. You have like AJ McCarron or like that's the only one that I can think of his name, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, you're right. But now it's like they're a machine for producing these quarterbacks. And like I do like CJ Stroud, Ohio State's quarterback at plus 1,200 because I think he's going to put up numbers every week, especially because they have amazing receivers. Um, I just don't see him being better than Bryce Young. But no, yeah, I'm with you. Um, like I said, I got my Michael Penix bet plus eight thousand. <laughs> um, I'll still hold on to that ticket, I guess. But yeah, um, yep. And I think like Jack, I'm, Cohn, I'm with you on Bryce Young. Jack Cohn would be good value at plus five thousand, except that he's not mobile. So like no. nowadays, he's gonna put up passing yards, but so will Bryce Young. And then it comes down to rushing yards, and Bryce Young's gonna have you know five hundred rushing right. yards, and Jack Cohn's gonna have twelve. So, yeah. I just think that Bryce Young is just for me. It's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and everybody else is like on a separate level. I'm with you. Just looking at the Heisman history, it's like the odds are it's going to be a quarterback, and nowadays yeah. it's going to be a mobile like, quarterback. The, if these are the it. top ten or whatever guys that I put on here, and the only one that's not a quarterback is B. John Robinson, who is the um, Texas running back, who Texas is great, back. Yes. and and he'll put up huge numbers and. It just won't be enough. Like, yep. he's not a quarterback. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm looking at Bryce Young plus 400. And then the only other option I'm really looking at is Desmond Ritter. Yep. Cincinnati yep. quarterback. Um, he's at plus 2,500. Like I said, it's not crazy for them to make the playoffs. And that could be enough. Like, he's going to have to play his ass off if they want to get there. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, now we've seen that, like, Mac Jones is – you know, wins the Heisman, and now he's going on to the NFL and actually succeeding, which we've seen some guys, like, we aren't sure if, if Hertz is legit yet. We aren't sure if right. Tua's legit yet. But all these guys that are coming from Alabama and, and 
becoming these NFL quarterbacks um, are getting a chance at least. And so going on to the NFL, week one. Actually, before we get to week one, we'll go with the um, futures, which I know I did a ton of research on these futures. But um, Yes, good article, good article. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, go to go to vaultsportshq.com. Uh, check out the blog that's about the uh, best future bets. But those favorite ones, I know you liked a couple of them with me, but mm-hmm. for team win totals, it was really hard. Like looking at most of those numbers, it's like, yeah, that's, I mean, Vegas is, Vegas knows what they're doing. They put the number at exactly what it's going to be and rarely do they miss by much. Um, I just, so many of them I looked at that were, that were just really hard. And even these couple unders that I chose, so I chose Texans under four wins and Lions under four and a half. Um, I don't love, love, love either of them. I The Texans, I didn't love until I saw the fact that they only won four games last season, and that was with Deshaun Watson. So now that they don't have Deshaun Watson and they have Tyrod Taylor. Okay, that's a good I just, point. I don't see them winning. Maybe they win four but I don't think they'll go over four. So I think at worst it's a push. Um, right. Um, it's just tough because, you know, they also have the Jaguars twice on their schedule. I mean, yes. I mean, like you said, both those teams outside their quarterbacks are <laughs> suspect. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like it. I don't love it. Um, and then Lions under four and a half. This was more of a product of a tough division where I don't think they win a division game all year. And then that basically narrows it down to them winning some of their non-division games. And even if they win four of them, which would be a lot, they'd still lose this under four and a half. I think Stafford, um, in the article I wrote, I found a stat that he had three game-winning fourth-quarter drives last season. And I think they ended up with five wins last year. So three of their five wins were because of Stafford. Um, And I don't think Jared Goff is, is... half the player that Matt Stafford is. I think Goff was a product of a great system. (laughs) And the Lions also don't have receivers. They have, um, they have TJ Hawkinson, great tight end. That's it. Other than that, they have a bunch of unproven guys. They have Quintez Cephas, who's from uh, Wisconsin a couple years ago. They have Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a rookie from Mm -hmm. USC, who's supposed to be good, but like, they just don't have any weapons. They have, a couple no of running proven. backs that are good. You could even you can even argue Hawkinson's not even yeah, proven exactly. yet. He hasn't exactly. Been and I healthy. think we aren't going to talk fantasy too much, but I loved TJ Hawkinson because Jared Goff has been known to throw to his tight ends a lot. Yes, I've and, got him in a few leagues. <laughs> yeah, and I just think he's going to put up a lot of numbers, especially because they're going to be down and they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. And I think Hawkinson's going to put up monster numbers, but. Lions under four and a half wins, Texans under four. I like both of those. Um, and then the two that I just love, I think this is like, yeah, I'm with I, you I get why Vegas is putting these, but Bills over 11. They had 13 wins last year, and they have one more game on the schedule this year. So mm-hmm. they could go, I mean, to push, they could go 11 and six. And I just don't see six losses on the schedule for them. And to go twelve and five after going thirteen and three is still a regression, and it's not even you'd still win the bet. Like twelve and five would still be a good season for the Bills, and you would win this bet. Um, I really don't see them losing a division game. Maybe they lose one, one or two, but other than that, 
two losses in the division, and then they can lose three other games, and they're still 12-5. and five. So I love the Bills. I think Josh Allen is – he might not have quite as good of a year as last year, but he's still going to have a great year. Diggs and him have a great connection. Um, their defense is good enough, and I think that Zach Moss, who was a rookie last year from Utah running back, yep. Yep. he's going to have a lot bigger of a role. I have him on a bunch of fantasy teams because – their only other running back is Devin Singletary, who is good, but he's tiny. They've also got Matt Burita now. They do have Matt Burita as well. I just think that Matt Burita will be like maybe goal line, maybe some third downs, but Devin Singletary, who was their starter last year, I think he's like 5'8", like 170, he's small. 180. He's a small he's dude. tiny. And Zach Moss is like the opposite. So Right. He's a big dude. <laughs> he's a big dude and he's fast. And I think that that was like the one thing that their offense was missing is like a weapon out of the backfield. And I think that Moss is going to bring him that. And I think it's going to lead to more wins because they don't have to just have Josh Allen sling it the whole time. Um, right. And that's, I mean, even if they go by committee, like that's a, it's a pretty damn good committee. Yes. You got a lot of different type of backs there. Yeah. Very, um, yeah. I very think different that's a positive thing to have. Yes. Um, and then the other over that I like is Packers over 10. They were also 13-3 and three last year, I believe. Um, I don't understand why it's at 10. I don't either. I mean, I yeah, Rodgers had the second best season of his career other than 2011. But My, my only thought is that maybe they think Rodgers sits during the season or some crazy yeah. drama or something crazy. But, I mean, I don't know why that would bump into three. Down Similar three to months, the Bills, but... I don't see the Packers really losing a division game. Um they're, maybe they lose to the Vikings because the Vikings have the talent. They just seem to never be able to put it together. Um, so I think the Bears will lose, take one. And maybe the – but that's at most two division games that they lose. And this is even more than Bills over 11, Packers over 10. They can go 11-6. and six. And they went 13-3 right. and three last year. So, like, they're going to double right. their loss total and you'd still win. So, those two I love. I would put the house on both of those. Really, barring a crazy injury, both of them are going to hit yep. that easy. Um, I'll echo what you said. I'm all over the, the Bills and Packers over. Um, I also got the Chiefs over 12.5 and, and the Titans over 9. Um, I'd say I'm pretty confident in the Titans over 9. I mean, I don't believe Carson Wentz is going to stay healthy throughout the whole year, and you can't tell me if Sam Ellinger has to come in or – whoever the third stringer is, Jacob Eason. Um, you can't tell me that they're going to beat that division against the Titans. <laughs> so that's why I'm taking the Titans. AFC South is awful, and the Titans got better, in my opinion. And then the Chiefs over 12 and a half. I mean, you're just giving them another game on the schedule to win. Like, how are they not the best team? Yeah. I think 12 and a half is pretty low. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, they should go 14 and 3. They're, yes, they're going to win at least 14 games at the yeah, least. Yeah. That Titans over could, nine. They could I, easily I sweep the division. Yes. I think maybe they lose one to like the Chargers because very talented roster yeah. as well. And like sometimes the yeah. Chiefs just come out flat some games. Then they like yes. take one quarter and they like score 28 points. But that's all they need. <laughs> yeah, it literally is. Um, but yeah, I don't think. I think the Chargers are the only team that maybe can take a game from them in that division. And. Thinking about the Titans one, I didn't love it before, but I didn't really put together that they basically have six free wins in the division. Right. I mean, I mean, if Carson Wentz can stay healthy through a whole year, then I think it's a little bit 
of a different story because, I mean, that Colts roster is pretty good. But, but I like, still like the Titans yeah. over the Colts even with the healthy Wentz because Wentz has been known to just, like, he'll turn the ball over or he'll do these things that'll lose you games. Right, he'll just do random things. Yeah, and the Titans are so... expect from Titans play smart football. They, are, they know exactly what they are and they do it so well that if they get a lead over you in a game, they're going to win. I would love to see a stat on games when they score first and win because with Derrick Henry, and now you have more weapons with Julio. Right. Julio that, like, that play action going to help A.J. Brown. That play that's, action now was already awesome. filthy with Corey Davis, and now you replace right. Corey Davis with Julio <laughs> Jones. like Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, I just I, – I love I like that over nine a lot. Um, yeah, they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, um, I mean, again – all of these that's are why I didn't, injuries. But yes. like, that's why I didn't pick any unders. I'm not yeah. trying to yeah, watch. Tough. I'm trying to watch some fun football. I'm yeah, trying to watch yeah. teams lose. But uh, Moving on guy. to like season-long player props. Um, I had a lot more of these, but these were my three favorites. Chase Young, who I'm so high on this year. like Could not be higher on any player ever. Chase Young over eight and a half sacks. He had seven and a half last year. I just, there's no way one, even if they were playing a 16 game schedule, he would get one, like, he would just get more sacks anyways, because you're starting your second year, you're getting stronger, working out a whole NFL offseason, and he's already a man amongst boys, even though he basically is a boy still, like, he is just built different, I feel like every couple years we have these guys, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, I mean, Jadavion Clowney didn't end up, but he was one like this, and Chase Young where they come into the NFL and, like, they just dominate right away. And Chase Young had seven and a half sacks his rookie year. And that defensive line is so good that, like, he might have a bunch of half sacks throughout the year. But he's just built different, literally. And 17 games, eight and a half sacks. I I think there was a stat, I don't have it in front of me, but it was, like, top edge rushers from year one to year two, all of them nearly doubled. So, like, it was Khalil Mack basically doubled his total his second year. Um, Vaughn Miller basically doubled his total his second year. And I think it was Miles Garrett basically doubled his total his second year. So by that, he's going to have 15 sacks. I don't see him maybe having 15, but I think 12, 13 sacks for Chase Young is, like, easy. That's a very good point. Um, the other one I like is – or the other two I like – Aaron Rodgers under 4,550 and a half passing yards. This was weird. I don't know if you looked into it at all, but he's only thrown over 4,550 yards once. It's kind of surprising, right? <laughs> like, why is Vegas setting this total at a number that he's only hit once in, what, his 15-year career? I don't know how long he's been in the NFL. Um, I mean, it's probably the extra game. Yeah, that's true. But well, I mean, even then, it's only one game. One game, maybe he gets another 300 yards. But like, also that 17th game of the season, he might not play. That could be sitting, right? Yeah. I mean, I expect them to win that division. You know, if they've Easily. already got a bye locked up, I mean, yeah. they're not gonna. It's not gonna play. Yeah. And so, like, I um, love Rodgers this year. I think he's gonna have a great year. But 4,550 yards when you've only hit it once, like, I think it's yeah. gonna be close, especially with right. that extra game. But I'm not going to say it's not possible. I mean, I personally would not touch it. Just, in, you know, on a 
offense happy league, but I mean, I'm not going to be surprised by either outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one, I probably like more than the Rogers one about the same as the chase. Young. love this C- one. CD lamb over six and a half touchdowns. Like this dude was so good in college. And then last year came in, he had Dak for a couple games, however many, what, four, four weeks, I think Dak played last year. Um, mm-hmm. And then he had Andy Dalton, Ben DiNucci, and whoever the hell else throwing to him last year. And he had six touchdowns. Right. He had and six touchdowns with horrible, forget. horrible quarterbacks. And yeah. now he is going to have, hopefully, Dak for the whole season. And, like, Amari Cooper is a good receiver he's above average but in the red zone they're gonna throw to cd lamb like the dude just makes plays and like all the clips i've seen from training camp and from like i don't know everything in the offseason was cd lamb making insane contested catches mossing guys back shoulder fades and he's just better than everybody else so I think this over six and a half touchdowns is like as much of a lock as mm-hmm. the Chase Young over eight and a half sacks. You know, I'm looking right now, Jake, and he's plus plus two hundred to score any time tonight. Ooh. Well, you know that is to... the best one of the best defenses, but I mean plus two hundred if you're that high on it. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I think this dude's a baller. I mean, that Cowboys offense was on pace to be statistically the best of all time for yeah, Dak while Cutter. losing while losing games but yeah they were going to yes be the best while losing <laughs> yes they were going to the 2013 Broncos they were going to take over that title yeah. um, but I'm with you on that one I love that one um, maybe we'll have to talk about that CD Lamb touchdown bet though I might look into that I didn't I hadn't che- I haven't looked at really anything for tonight other than the spread and the total but um, right. that sounds very enticing especially because I don't I think the Bucks' run defense is better than their pass defense. Yeah, I agree. So Zeke's gonna have they're gonna run the ball, but like I do see them throwing Zeke, a lot. Yeah, I think. Zeke ain't gonna get anything going tonight. <laughs> yeah, so so I do like that anytime. So if he scores two, yeah, I might I might I might touch that now that you said. Um, but next we got um, our NFL award picks. So I actually haven't heard yours for this. I don't know if you agree with me or if you have some differing. I know you love Josh Allen. Um, yes, I've got so, um, I've got Josh Allen at plus twelve hundred. I've had that since since June. I've oh locked that God. in. <laughs> so I'm on the wave. I've been on the wave. The odds haven't changed or moved. I kind of like that. So I know my pick steady. Yep. Um, I think he's the third favorite to win it, right? Yep, he is. So it's it's Mahomes. And Rogers. then Rodgers, and then Allen, mm-hmm. and then I think Brady's fourth. And, like, Mahomes and Rodgers were just too low. Like, right. it was just, I think Mahomes was plus 300, and Rodgers is, like, plus five, where it's like, yeah, you could do it, and, like, you have really good chance, but... They're going to have to, for them to win another MVP, though, like, they're just, the standards are already set high for them. Like, exactly, with, that's what with, I was... With LeBron. Yeah. Like, LeBron, LeBron you can make the argument for him every year. Every season yes. they could win MVP, but their bar is set so high that they have mm-hmm. to break through a different ceiling. Almost, obviously, Westbrook's not LeBron, but Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double right. that first year. It was like, oh, and my God, he, he averaged a triple-double. Right. He's won and then the he did MVP, it again. And he's done it the last three seasons, and he's not even in the MVP <laughs> conversation anymore. So it's like, it's once you do something crazy, you got to be even crazier. you got to set so, a new standard. 
So you know, I do like Josh it. Allen at plus twelve hundred. I think it's great value, um, especially if they're you know fourteen and three or whatever. And he's yeah, he's gonna put up numbers. Um, defensive mm-hmm. player of the year, stand steady for me. Chase Young plus eight fifty. There was like Aaron Donald's like such a crazy favorite for it, um, but I think Chase Young at plus eight fifty is great value, and I think he's gonna have yep. you know fourteen sacks and like. Probably some five, six, four fumbles, fumble recoveries, maybe a pick. Like I just think he's gonna put up put up numbers, and their defense is gonna be really good. So is he um, the favorite, or who is? Aaron Donald. Donald's a favorite. I don't know exactly what the number is. I think it was like Donald, maybe Khalil Mack or Miles Garrett, and then Chase Young. Okay. So he's like the fourth, I think. Yeah, I don't hate that Chase Young bet. Like you said, over. Eight and a half sacks earlier, I like that too. Um, he's on a good defense too, great defense. Yeah, um, and then rookie of the year. I'm interested. Who would you who would you take for rookie of the year? I mean, we know it's going to be a quarterback. Yeah. After what happened with Justin Jefferson last year, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm probably going to take Trevor Lawrence since he's starting right away. And yep. I mean, we've seen what this dude did in college. I think it's. I think he'll be just fine. Um, I see you, you like Justin Fields. Yeah, so I think Lawrence was like he's he's the favorite, um, pretty heavily, and I do think he's gonna have a decent year. I think he'll throw a lot of picks, um, similar to like I know Peyton Manning his first year like has the NFL record for interceptions mm-hmm. as a rookie and stuff, and I think yeah. he'll have a lot of touchdowns, he'll have a lot of picks, but they're not gonna win games. Um, and so my pick with Fields is the fact that I think. By week three, four at the latest, he's going to be starting. So that gives him it's going 13, to be soon. <laughs> I think that gives him 13, 14 weeks um, to play. And I think once he does, he's going to play pretty well. And I think the Bears are going to be like competitive. They, again, might not win a lot, but I think they're going to be in all of those games because their defense is going to keep him in it. And he has decent weapons around him. Like The thing with Lawrence for me – is like who's he, who's he throwing to? He has Lavisca Chenault and like DJ, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones. Yeah, I get. Okay, I mean, Marvin, those Marvin are. Jones. I mean, that's not a bad receiving core. I mean, that's, no. I think those are some decent dudes, but. And then they lost Etn, and but Etn hurts. It does, and then I think like Fields just, they just have a, just better surroundings for him, and I just I just think he'll win more games if he plays. And I don't know what they're going to value, if it's going to be wins or it's going to be stats. But I think the stats will be close. I think Lawrence will have better. But if Fields wins games, then, like, you kind of have to rethink it. So that's why I'm on Fields. It's plus 600. I think it's good value as well. I just don't think Lawrence at, like, I think it's 200 is, is good enough value. That's fair. I didn't even know he was that high value. I think that's what it is. Um, I'd probably still take him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Super Bowl futures. Um Chiefs are plus 500. They're the favorite. That's not bad value considering. It's like, pretty good value for how good they are. Yeah, considering they've made it the last two years. I'm like, well, give me give me a reason they're not going to make it. You can't. Like, no. There's just no Injuries. reason they shouldn't make it. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Um, so, them at plus 500, I actually like. And my kind of sleeper is the Rams. Um, Love that. I think I kind of touched on it earlier. Jared Goff. Just not a great quarterback. Matthew Stafford, 
pretty good quarterback. Um, and to have Stafford now with Cup and Robert Woods, and they don't have their running back situation is tough, um, but the defense can keep them in games. So to basically take the same roster and then replace Stafford with Goff is why I just love it. I think Stafford can win you games himself, which Goff couldn't do. Goff would more lose you games, and I don't think Stafford's going to lose you games. Um, right. So uh, And the Rams were in the Super Bowl as of that three years ago, two years ago? With Goff, three. yeah. Yeah, with Goff. Albeit a very good defense, and, which and they still very have. And very good Todd Gurley. But yes. I just think they're, they're – roster is so talented that with Stafford I think they have a good shot I think they'll win that division and I think they'll make some noise and I think if they can get there then I think they'll they'll do really well so that's I like the Rams um who's your like sleeper if it's even um I've got the bills I think plus 1200 is pretty good value um if you've talked to me before the preseason or even during the summer you know i I've been saying a Bills ramp Super Bowl. Um, that's my pick. I think the Stafford trade will put them over the top, like you said. And then I don't know. I just think the Bills are out for revenge. I don't know. Just a gut feeling. Plus twelve hundred. I'm gonna take it. I've got it locked in already. So. Yeah. No, I, I do like that, especially with the value. Like, they're gonna probably have a first round buy um, in the playoffs, and then from there, you know depending on the matchups and stuff. Well, like, the first round bye, you only get that if you're the one seed now, remember. True, but, like, again, their competition is... You think they're going to outdo the Chiefs in the regular season? I think they'll probably have the same record, um, if I had to guess. Do they, they have to play each they, other, because they, they both finish first. Other. Yeah, so whoever wins that game, I guess, I think is going to get the one seed. Um, okay, that's fair. But... Yeah, I just I, I like that too. Both them and the Rams at, at over plus like more than plus a thousand, I think is just too good a value for those teams. Like, it doesn't yeah. hurt to do it because you're gonna get such a return if it does hit. So, um, love both of those. And then lastly, our favorite Week One plays. So I don't know if you have anything tonight. Um, I um, do like that CD Lamb. That CD Lamb anytime touchdown. I might. Um, I might have to. I see the. Back. I saw the line is nine and a half now. Because it, um, it was seven and a half. Yeah, no, it's been moving. I mean, I don't know. If it gets to ten, might take the Cowboys. I don't know. I I'm mean, worried. Is yeah, still I'm just worried about their bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I might just not touch it as much Everyone's as I want really to. High. The first game. Yeah, that's week one is just so hard because you don't know. Right, you don't know anything about these teams yet, and that's yeah. why I don't have any picks. I'm just sticking with college this week. Um. I have a few. I, I might not list all of them. I feel like with the opening game of the season, I have to take something. So I might. I was originally going to take the over because I do think that the Cowboys are going to score, you know, 17, 21 points. Um, so if the Bucks can score 30, then I think over 51 and a half will hit. Um, but now that you said that CD Lamb anytime touchdown at plus 200, right. that might be the only thing I take tonight. That, um, that's what I'm thinking. I think I might just sprinkle some on that and I just don't, sit back and see what happens. Yeah, I don't love the spread. I, I mean, the Bucks are so it's good. It's a weird spread. The Bucks are so good, but in the NFL, 10 points is a ton. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's even a lot. Though the that's Cowboys, what I'm saying. If it keeps dropping, 
That's two possession game. Yeah. Like yeah. Like even a garbage time touchdown by the Cowboys could win you that. So I I don't know if I'd touch it, but I, if it gets to if it gets to ten, I would consider it much more. Um, the other ones I really like. Carolina minus five and a half against the Jets. It's in Carolina. Um, Sam Darnold is like not a great quarterback, but he's like pretty good. He he has flashes, and I think this roster around him is so much better than what he had in New York. Um, yes, definitely is better. It's so not he has McCaffrey. Much. Like in New York, he didn't have somebody to rely on. Like there was no guy where you could be like, okay, yeah. if I'm in trouble, throw it to this guy. Who can I? Yeah. He's got some guys now. He has McCaffrey, who's like the god at that. And then he also has decent receivers. Robbie Anderson is supposed to be good. Um, Curtis Samuel's still there, right? And then... No, Curtis Samuel's gone. He's he's on the football team. He's there. They have another... They have a they got Robbie Anderson. Yeah, there's another one. Shoot. I'm blanking. But I think they did go out and get somebody. Um, but... I think it's also a revenge game for Darnold, you know, playing the Jets for week one after leaving. Um, I think minus it's only minus five and a half, and it's in Carolina. Um, so I just I just like that a lot. Um, Panthers have DJ Moore. That's their other receiver. I was getting oh, I forget. I forget. <laughs> um, and then the other one that I just love because of this stat is – the Broncos minus three um, at the Giants in New York. But I don't know if you knew this stat. I had, like, heard about it. I didn't yeah. know what the exact numbers are. Teddy Bridgewater named the starter of the Broncos over Drew Locke, which was huge, actually. I did not see that happening. 34-13 um, and 13 against the spread in his career. That is unbelievable. It's pretty good. That's pretty unheard of, honestly. Like, you should – the way Vegas makes it, you, every quarterback should be around 500. Their 500 should be like yes. in that Pretty ballpark. Even. So for him to be 34 and 13 <laughs> against the spread is like I can't not pick him. Yes. Yeah. And and That's... the Giants, I don't. I'm not in on Daniel Jones. I don't think he's good. And like Saquon's first week, um, they might kind of be careful with it. So. Yeah. I think, um, and Denver also has like good running backs now. Um, Melvin Gordon's all right, and then Javante Williams, the rookie, is supposed to be really good. So they don't yeah, have to just I'm rely high. on Teddy. So like, I really like that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting one too, but probably sticking away. It's a West Coast or Central, whatever you want to call it, team going on the East Coast. We know how that usually ends up. Um, I think the Giants have an underrated defense. I don't know. That's just a weird game for me to touch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it'll be low scoring. I don't. I don't think it'll be. Yeah. But for sure, I do like. I mean, even if Denver wins by a field goal, like you push, so I just like it. I think they're gonna win the game. So if they win, it'll be by three. Yeah. Um, the only other one I'll share from my card this week is. Probably Rams minus seven and a half against the Bears. I think. I think I mean, yeah, that's one I Dalton, had written down too. Like I like the Bears this year. I don't think they're going to be awful, but that's once Fields plays. I think Dalton is going to like Aaron Donald is going to bully him. I think like and mm-hmm. then Jalen Ramsey is probably shadowing Allen Robinson. So 
you're going to have to throw to Darnell Mooney. You're going to have to throw to, I don't know, David Montgomery out the backfield or Anthony Miller. I, like, you just don't – Right. <laughs> you don't have many outlets when Jalen Ramsey's covering your best receiver and you don't have a mobile quarterback. So, yeah. I just think the Rams are going to – like, I think it's going to be like 21-3 to 3 or 17-3. to 3. I just don't think the Bears are going to be able to score. Um and the Rams aren't going to be able to score super easily either against the Bears' defense, but their offense is high-powered enough that I think mm-hmm. they're going to win pretty easily. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Too. That's what I'm looking at if, if Saturday goes well for me and well, I'll throw a little something on Sunday. I mean, probably taking the Rams, you know me, I'll buy the half point, get it down to seven. Yeah, so I like that. Possession. I like that as well. Um, um, if it stays at seven and a half, by the half point, whatever. Fuck I up. also just think like, have you ever seen Andy Dalton perform on national TV, like play well on national TV? No, because they lose every time the Steelers in the playoffs. That's what happens. Lose every time against <laughs> the Steelers in the playoffs. And then, like, other than that, when the Cowboys were on it last year, I mean, granted, he wasn't expecting to play, but, like, he still sucked. Um, right. I, yeah, I just – I can't remember a time seeing Andy Dalton play well on a big stage, kind of like Kirk Cousins. Like, I'll never take Kirk Cousins in a primetime game. Can't. I'm it's never going to take Andy Dalton in a primetime game. It's just, you can't do it. So, it's more of like an indictment on Andy Dalton than like, even though I do love the Rams this year, seven and a half's a lot, but I just think Andy Dalton's not. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely one I'm, I'm looking at. All right. I think that is all we got for you guys this week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed it. Um, we'll probably be doing a, an episode once a week kind of giving you the update in the sports betting world, our picks. We'll probably go back and recap our picks from the week before, see how we did. We are by no means yep. uh, no means sharps or anything. We're just having fun with it. Hopefully we do well. Um, but if you guys want to track your bets and you're in a, in a state where it is legal to sports bet, uh, go to vaultsportshq.com, link your sports book, and you can get your bets tracked automatically on our site. It'll give you your record, your return on investment, um, some trends like the best team that you bet on, and so you can keep betting on that team because you have a you know you have a good track record with them. So um, go to our website, do that. This has been uh, Spread the Wealth, episode one, inaugural episode. Uh, any any last words uh, over there, Bender? No, things good episode. Um, you know, I think I like. Some picks that we made, some future bets. I think those are nice, and I think we've got some good picks for Saturday, too. I'm excited for some football Saturday and obviously Sunday as well. I'm so. going to lock in. I'm going to lock in that CD Lamb anytime touchdown yeah. tonight. I'm, I'm going to join you. But we'll ride, we'll ride that one together, and uh, we will see you guys, talk to you guys next week, and uh, happy, happy betting. Bet responsibly. <laughs>